When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Hello and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 293 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are covering the why, the how, and the what behind a practical pantry declutter. First, the why. Why should you consider doing a deep clean of your pantry space? Then we're moving on to the how. How do you do it step by step? And finally, we tackle the what. What to put back, what to stock up on, what to always have on hand with a nod toward items and ingredients that support holistic health. My guest today believes that a decluttered and functional pantry is the key to regaining your energy, promoting your gut health, and creating habits that promote wellness in all its forms for the long haul. Today, I am speaking with board-certified functional medicine health coach, Leanne Ribikov, and in today's show, Leanne splits the pantry into two zones, essentially. The unprocessed section is the first zone, think rice and grains and beans, and then the processed section, which are the cookies, the crackers, the chips. In this section, in the processed section, Leanne specifically is offering her expertise on what ingredients to look for, as well as which ingredients you definitely should be avoiding for overall health with a nod towards belly bloat and brain fog because, hello, I suffer from both belly bloat and brain fog. Leanne, I am so excited, so thrilled to glean your wisdom today. Tell us who you are and what you do. So I'm Leanne Ribikov. I'm a board-certified functional medicine health coach. That's just the title. What I really do is I work with overwhelmed, busy moms to really to help them heal their digestive health issues, to help them regain their energy, get a good sense of how to eat for their bodies, how to nourish themselves. We get to the root of everything that's possibly getting in the way of feeling the best that they can while still maintaining the mom life. I loved hearing about your work Because you mentioned belly bloat, and that is a major problem in my life, Leanne. I don't know if I'm abnormal. I don't know if this is a common problem, but it is a major problem in my life. So as we talk today about decluttering the pantry for listeners who have the belly bloat like I do, I am going to be continuously referring back to the belly bloat because, again, it stresses me out 
Back to what we're really talking about today, which is the pantry. Before coming to record this episode, I opened my pantry because I thought to myself, well, let's see. Let's see how this looks. Um, It is a disaster. It's a mess. I haven't cleaned it out in at least a year. There's stuff way in the back that I didn't know we still had. So let's start with the why. What are the benefits Why should we consider tackling the pantry? Because let's be honest, it's not glamorous. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. So motivate me. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's interesting because even if we're not focusing on belly bloat, decluttering your pantry will help you with your belly bloat. And we'll definitely have to go there because I think, like you said, a lot of women are struggling with this. And it's incredibly stressful, which makes it worse. So it's like when you can't fall asleep at night and then all you think about is falling asleep and then you can't fall asleep. So why is it important to declutter your pantry? First of all, just, just going into along the theme of your mantra about clutter in general, it stands in our way of being able to see the things in front of us so that we could better serve ourselves. When your pantry is cluttered, and there's different ways to define clutter when it comes to your pantry. There's like the literal clutter, where like you mentioned that there's things that are possibly expired, they're in the back, you can't see them. You have your cookies with your rice, your pasta with your beans, where you have no idea what's going on. So like the physical clutter is definitely an issue because you won't be able to see what you have in order to be able to prepare a healthy meal, but also decluttering the things that you're stocking your pantry with. You might have a very well-stocked pantry that is organized, but if you have foods in your nut section, let's say your nut butters, and your nut butters have ingredients that are going to make you bloated, it's important to declutter in the sense of looking at the ingredients and removing things that are going against you and adding things that are going to work for you, just the same way where you have that little black dress or like the perfect black t-shirt or the perfect white t-shirt, things you could always go to. So there's really both ways of looking at it. Having the things in your pantry that are going to fuel your body the way that it should be fueled, but also getting rid of the things that you no longer use so you could better see the foods that are available to you. I love that comparison there, Leanne, between your pantry and your closet, your clothes, right? If we think about our closets with our clothes in them. We have the staples. We have the pieces that go with everything. We have the tried and trues that we wear all the time because they look great. They feel great. Everything's working in our favor. But then we also have the ancillaries that we keep around perhaps just because maybe they don't make us look our best or feel our best, but just in case we keep them. And I think it's very similar to the pantry. In a perfect world, our pantries will be stocked with the tried and trues, and then maybe we'll have some ancillaries in there just in case. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. So you want to have the foods that you could, like you open up your pantry and it's very right in front of you what you could be having, especially in those moments where you have to have a quick snack for your kids or a quick snack for yourself or a quick dinner, quick lunch, anything. So you open it up and you want those foods to be front and center. When you open up your pantry, you want things not only to be organized, like we said, so you could see what's right in front of you, but also put the healthier things in the front. I always like to have an assortment of crackers that we don't eat all the time, but they're like the pretty assortment that you have just in case like someone comes over. That goes on the top shelf. That's not what I'm whipping out every day. Do we whip out crackers every day? Probably, but that might be a different type of cracker. One that's better for the kids, better for myself. So absolutely, you want to keep it 
organized in a way that makes it easier to stay healthy. For sure. So for anybody listening who's, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to declutter the pantry. Let's continue with the analogy of decluttering and cleaning out your clothes closet. The steps are the same. Step one is always, and I know everybody's going to hate me for saying it, but I truly believe it. It's take everything out, take it all out, (laughs) wipe down the shelves. And as you take things out, Put them in the categories, put the nut butters together, put the canned beans together, put the pasta together, take everything out, wipe down the shelves, then you're going to get rid of anything that's expired or stale or, I don't know, has bugs, whatever the issue is, get rid of everything. Now I think we're up to the part in the conversation where we're talking about what we're decluttering, what we're getting rid of, but also what we're choosing to keep. That brings me to my most important question. Let's bring it back to belly bloat and brain fog. What should not be in our pantry because they contribute perhaps to Stephanie's belly bloat (laughs) and Stephanie's brain fog? Yes. Oh, I love this question so much. So our pantry is either our friend or our foe. There's certain ingredients in our food, and these are the ones we want to get rid of, that are going to be causing the bloating. They're going to be causing that inflammation. And when there's inflammation from food, that's where the brain fog comes in. Because what brain fog really is inflammation of the brain. There could be multiple reasons, but food is a big contributor. What we eat, also how we move our bodies. But really, if we're talking about the pantry today, focusing on what we eat. Things you really want to pay attention to. We started with the nut butter, right? Look at your nut butter. It's a very healthy food. It should have just the nut itself. A lot of the times, even those beautiful organic brands you'll find at our favorite organic stores could have oils, sugar added to it. Like you definitely don't need to have sugar or oil in your nut butter. So take a look. And that's the the stuff that's going to make you feel bloated, cause inflammation. And when you start changing it out, you might see a difference pretty much right away. Another item that I really like to focus on, this is one of my favorite to go to, is your protein powders. Now, there are so many brands of protein powders, and we're not even talking about those big bottles from the gym with like whey protein, muscle man. Smoothies have become incredibly more popular recently. And there are a lot of these very well-marketed brands out there that are plant-based They have digestive enzymes, probiotics. Those are great things, right? Like you do want the enzymes and the probiotics, but what you have to really pay attention to is what else is in there? Why is this protein powder tasting so good? And a lot of the times it has cane sugar or it could have sugar alcohols like xylitol. It could have monk fruit, stevia, all those sweeteners are going to be contributing to your belly bloat. So something like a sugar alcohol, like xylitol, is going to blow you up. Our bodies don't know how to break that down. Something like stevia and monk fruit, which may or may not cause bloating, is going to make you feel hungrier later in the day. Because what's happening is anything that is a low-calorie or no-calorie sweetener tastes sweet on your tongue, but your stomach is not getting those calories. So you have this delicious smoothie in the morning that you think is so healthy, just pulled out that protein powder from your beautifully well-stocked pantry. But what's going on is that your stomach is saying, where are those calories you're promising me from your tongue? And then later in the day, you have sugar cravings and the sugar and maybe the craving for processed foods is what's going to cause bloating. So you could see how something like a protein powder and a nut butter, which is supposed to be healthy, 
could either directly cause bloating and inflammation, or it could cause you to have cravings for foods that will continue to cause bloating and inflammation. I talk a lot about my morning smoothies on this podcast. I find them to be a great way to reduce food waste. And I am guilty of the protein powder problem. I know exactly what you're talking about with the plant-based vegan protein powders. I didn't want to have an animal-based protein powder, so I went for the plant-based one. When you look at the list of ingredients, there's an awful lot of you can't pronounce these ingredients ingredients and I didn't know that was the cause, or perhaps it's just one of many causes to my belly bloat and brain fog. But okay, let's get back to the pantry. I want to talk about some other pantry staples, what we should be thinking about, which ones we should keep, which ones we couldn't. And what I'm thinking about in my pantry is energy bars or protein bars or that quick snack that I grab and stick in my purse, my kids grab when they're on their way out. Tell us all about that. You know, we kind of live in this time where we have a lot of food, a lot of options available to us, and we really need to be careful when it comes to marketing because just because something says that it's gluten-free or vegan, it doesn't mean that it's healthy and actually, or keto, that's the one that I really like always like, ah, because keto foods taste sweets, but they don't have the calories. It's like goes back to the whole ingredients list. When we're talking about things that are a quick grab, you really do want to pay attention to the ingredients list for those because anything that's supposed to be preserved in a sense that you could put it in your bag for years and years and years and it's not going to go bad has chemicals in there that it's going to keep it that way. As far as crackers, cookies, chips, bars, they're not all created equal. There are better brands out there. This is where you really want to pay attention to see what's in there. Usually the rule of thumb is if it's five ingredients or more, you probably shouldn't eat it. Although there's sometimes exceptions to that rule. But I'm going to say if there's an ingredient that you can't pronounce that you have to Google to see what it is, most likely your body will have to Google it too, except it can't. So it won't be able to break it down. And things that, again, are not digested properly because your body doesn't know what to do with them, in turn, cause the bloating, but also could cause brain fog as well. I would say as far as grabbing things to go, one of my favorite things to do is to buy like the single serve nut butter packets, pair that with an apple or a banana, and you have something that is a single ingredient food. You really want to try to focus on that. But sometimes we do want to have some chips. Sometimes we want to have some cookies and crackers. You just really want to be mindful and careful about what you're putting into your pantry. Do you have anything to say on some other pantry staples, like the sauces and the salad dressings? Is it always the same rule of thumb? And it's a good rule of thumb. Less ingredients over more ingredients. Ingredients you can pronounce over chemically sounding made in the lab ingredients? Is it really that simple? When it comes to like salad dressings, I would nix the five ingredients because I think that salad dressings could be a great staple in your pantry because they could work as a salad dressing. They're great as marinades, but you also want to pay attention. So the ingredients that you really want to focus on or things in general that are going to cause bloating or brain fog are sugar, right? So you don't want to have any sugar in your sauces or your salad dressings. You don't want to have any seed oils. The oils that are good to have is avocado oil, 
olive oil, coconut oil. If it has flaxseed oil, I'd be surprised, but that's a good one too. Other seed oils like sunflower oil, canola oil, palm oil, those are the ones that are going to be really bad for you. So a salad dressing might have more than five ingredients, oregano and onion and garlic and chili, right? These That's a lot. It adds up. But these are all things that you would possibly have in your spice drawer. Salad dressings could be a great shortcut. It could be something that's great to have in your pantry, but you want to pay attention that, again, it doesn't have any added sugar. It doesn't have any of those seed oils. And of course, that you could pronounce every ingredient. Leanne, we're going to take a quick break. I want to talk to you about what should be in our pantry. Like, What are the pantry staples that you, as a board-certified functional medicine health coach, would recommend? We're going to get there after a quick word from today's sponsor. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back with Leanne Ribikov. She is a board-certified functional medicine health coach, and we are discussing all things pantry-related. Leanne, before the break, you mentioned that you have vetted a lot of brands and you have your go-tos that you personally put in your own pantry. And I feel like a lot of times in this space and the space where I operate, the podcast host or the influencer or whoever it is says, don't do this, don't do this. And then listeners are thinking, okay, I know what not to do, but I don't know what to do. Would you be willing to share any of your go-to brands with us today? And if not, no pressure. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I've I've spent so much time, more so for myself. It started that I became this crazy person with ingredients after finishing school and realizing which ones were really bad for myself and for my kids and my family. So I went through the whole, like you said, vetting process and created a list. And then every time, like with every single client, they really just want to have those resources. Some of the brands like we were talking about, salad dressings, like Primal Kitchen's my favorite. They literally have every type of salad dressing you could think of. When it comes to marinating things, I am not going to be chopping three different herbs and buying all these different spices. So I buy all of their salad dressings I have to use as marinades. I love them. Crackers, something like Simple Mills, my favorite brand for chips is Siete. They're incredible, super clean. They use avocado oil. They have grain-free variety. So we could absolutely share that whole resource that shares in every category from cookies to crackers to dressings, even my favorite probiotic, because maybe that will be in your pantry. (laughs) Well, I just want to say this is such a plug for our sponsor, but Thrive Market has sponsored an awful lot of my podcast and shout out to them because they're amazing. I know they sell Primal Kitchen. I know they sell Siete. So for anybody who's like, okay, these brands sound so great, but where on earth can I find them? Thrive Market has them for you. So shout out to Thrive and thank you for supporting the podcast. All right. We took everything out. We got rid of the stuff that's expired or stale or stuff that's just not helping, not contributing to our overall health. What should we be putting back and what should we be putting back in large quantities? I'm thinking about for me and my pantry, my pantry would not be complete without canned beans. That is a major source of protein for me. I don't, you might say, I know you're going to say don't buy canned, buy dried, but what should be in the pantry, in the ideal pantry? Canned beans, absolutely. And I guess dried is better, but we also want to be able to obtain our goals. So if buying dried means you're never going to eat beans again, <laughs> buy the canned ones. But pay attention to the, those canned ones. I needed sweet peas for a recipe one time. And I bought a can of organic sweet peas. And when I got home to my horror, (laughs) there was sugar in the ingredient. I'm like, why would you put sugar into a can of sweet peas? So you really have to pay attention to your canned vegetables as well. Again, just like the nut butter, it should just be the vegetable. Maybe sometimes they'll put citric acid with some vegetables to preserve it a little bit. And citric acid is just lemon. So that's fine. So you definitely want to have the canned beans. You want to have good quality pastas. And if you're gluten-free, the Jovial brand available on Thrive Market is incredible for a good quality alternative pasta because not all of them are created equal. I would also have, if you eat fish, canned fish is a great source of protein. And not everyone loves sardines, but if you do love sardines, they're one of the healthiest things that you could eat. Again, you want to pay attention to what oil they're in because you want it in either water or you want it in olive oil and make sure to watch for the salt. Grains, you want to have good like quick cooking grains, slower cooking grains, depending on what you're making good quality rice. I absolutely love buckwheat. Buckwheat is a gluten-free seed, but it's in the grain family. It's so easy to make. It's a plant-based protein. It's got tons of fiber and minerals. It's absolutely delicious as well. And then in the section of the more processed foods, it's okay to have some good quality chips or good quality crackers. Everyone is different and we all have different ways of enjoying things, but as long as you're enjoying something mindfully, 
and preferably not out of the bag or out of the box. Although we've all been there, we've all stood in front of the pantry eating the entire bag of chips, guilty. You just want to make sure that it's properly stocked. So having those things available that you could quickly pair. And even if you think about like, where I know we're talking about the pantry, but if we combine it with the freezer, because the fridge is your fresh food, let's pretend it's empty. But if you have some good frozen vegetables, like good stir fry vegetables in your freezer, and you have a good quality pasta and like a good quality teriyaki sauce, let's say from Primal Kitchen, right? You could quickly create a meal right there. You could add some beans for protein, or you could have a can of fish on the side. Having those things just always available to you, but also being able to see them. And then of course, as far as like the smoothie goes, you want to have, so I've mentioned the protein powders. I haven't found a protein powder that doesn't have all the stuff that I don't like in it, or it doesn't have any of the stuff I don't like in it. So what I like to do is use like straight up hemp protein, straight up pea protein, even straight up pumpkin seed protein is delicious. And you could create your own smoothie. You still put your fruits, your vegetables, put a good fat, like a nut butter in there, or like some avocado or coconut oil, and maybe some turmeric for a little anti-inflammation as well. Such great tips, Leanne. Thank you. I'm thinking now, though, about putting the stuff back into the pantry. We all have different size pantries. I have a cabinet with the drawers that come out, which I love, but other people have walk-in pantries. I'm wondering how you store items in your own pantry. I know you mentioned before, put put the best stuff up front. That makes sense to me. Do you have any other tips for listeners who are going to be taking everything out and then putting everything back? What are the best practices there? Yeah. I love that you mentioned that we all have different size pantries. I've gone from living in a big house to living in a small apartment. So I've had every size pantry you could think of. In fact, during COVID, I actually stored food in like my coat closet, My because remember, we were like all hoarding food. Regardless, you do want to keep it organized. So I love getting those clear bins from any organization store near you, like the container store, like Home Goods has them. And you want to keep keep your pastas together, keep your canned beans together, keep them in these bins. For my smoothie, I like to put a few different things in there, like the protein powder. I like to put spirulina in there, some turmeric powder, right? So I keep all of my smoothie things in one container. So when I pull it out, I don't have to go carrying a thousand ingredients to my counter. It's all together right there. You do want to put things like your cookies and your chips, things that you're not eating every single day, a little bit higher up. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to have a step stool to get them, but keep the things that you use on a daily basis front and center. Also, things that you might forget you have that canned fish. Like sometimes we tend to put these really great food items in the back of the, of the pantry Keep them so you could see them, have them front and center. So say you're making your smoothie, you don't know what you're going to have for lunch. You're like, oh yeah, I have sardines or I have canned salmon. And you pull out that really good quality mayo and you whip up a great little tuna salad for for lunch for yourself with some arugula on the side. And you have a beautiful, delicious lunch that didn't take more than a few minutes to make. So you want to keep those. But I think the most important thing is not to put everything back on the shelf on its own. Put things in organized plastic bins. It just keeps things more orderly. It'll keep you more sane when you open that pantry. And if you have little kids, for my kids, when they go to school or they go to camp, I like to buy single serve, certain things in single serve. And I just take a bin and put all of them into one. So they're all together. So in the morning when I pack their backpacks, I just pull out that bin, see what I have and throw it into their backpacks. Yes, just piggybacking on the kids suggestion you made there. 
another suggestion that has changed my life is make sure the kids drawer or the kids section is at kid height. You will change your life by doing that. Make sure that the kids stuff is at a level where they can just get it and go and make sure that the stuff on that shelf or in that area are things that you're fine with your kids just grabbing and going with. I love your tip too about the clear bins. I think that the clear bins are helpful, but a quick plug too here for canning your own stuff. It is tomato season. My tomatoes are coming in hot. Maybe this weekend, maybe next weekend, we're going to be doing a big canning here. There is nothing better in my whole life. Maybe there's a couple things better, but There's not many things better than opening up my pantry to freshly canned tomatoes, vegetables, etc. And that's the epitome of the clear container. Any last words, Leanne, for people who (laughs) know their pantries like mine, know that you shut the door, you don't have to think about it anymore because the clutter's hidden. Do you have any words of encouragement or final thoughts for those listeners? I would say keep it simple. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't put things into the pantry because you saw somebody else had it in their pantry on Instagram. Put things in your pantry that you're going to use and don't overstock. I think that we've all, I don't know about you, but because of the pandemic, I sometimes feel like we're going to run out of food and I have to catch myself, right? Unless there's like a good deal going on a product that you use all the time. Don't overstock. Keep what you need. Have things readily available to you. And focus on the things that you do enjoy eating and find the best version of those that you can so that you are not buying things that you're never going to use again. Yes, I have to ask you about belly bloat. You mentioned sugar, but is there anything else that I should be avoiding? I think you're going to say alcohol. Okay, so here are the things because this is really where the this is where my passion is with the belly bloat. We're going to get you not bloated. (laughs) So you want to pay attention to sugar. Not everybody, but some people do have intolerance to gluten and dairy. Not everybody, but the only way you'll know is to take it out and see how you feel. Those seed oils, pay attention where sometimes I have people saying that they feel fine at home, but when they go out to eat, it's because most restaurants use seed oils. So you want to pay attention to those seed oils in your food. Alcohol does cause inflammation and belly bloat, but not all alcohol is created equal. And really, sometimes I have to say, it's not always about what you're eating, but how you're eating it. So if you're eating in front of a screen, that might cause belly bloat in and of itself. And that's because our bodies can't do two things at the same time. If you're looking at a screen, your digestion is shut off. When we're not digesting, we are going to be bloated. So pay attention to those ingredients in your food and then just pay attention to how you're eating as well to see if you are too distracted for your body to be digesting your food. Yeah, I think eating junk food on the couch at 9 p.m., maybe with wine is really what's causing my problem. So I'm going to change that and then I'm going to report back. Leanne, thank you so much for all those words of wisdom. Tell my listeners where they can find you and your website and your content online. I do offer a free wellness consultation for anyone. And I love focusing on the pantry so they could schedule that on my calendar. We could put that in show notes. Otherwise, my website is leanneribikoffwellness.com. You could email me leanneribikoff at gmail.com. And I'm on Instagram at leannrwellness. I will link to all of you online in the show notes. But Leanne, I Just want to thank you so much for coming on. I wish you so much success. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. 
Listeners, that's a wrap. Everything's in the show notes, mamaminimalist.com forward slash 293. And especially out of all the things in the show notes, be sure to check out Leanne's pantry staples list. The link is there for you. I will see you on Thursday. We are talking all about trash bags. And if you think trash bags are boring, you haven't heard my episode on trash bags yet. So I will see you on Thursday for that. Reach out if you need me. I need some eco tips. So if you have a great eco tip, send it my way. It will be featured on the show. See you Thursday.